What up, world? It's your pass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're back here again. Feels like we've done a lot of these episodes. We're going to talk about a Blazers injury, crucial one this time, and the team not playing particularly well. We've been here many times, but even a week ago, perhaps maybe even exactly this time last week, it didn't necessarily feel like we'd be here again. Can't predict injuries, but it felt like maybe the Blazers had turned the corner. I wasn't using that term. In fact, I have shied away from the turning the corner phrasing all year long. I even wrote about the Blazers refusing to acknowledge that there's any corners to turn. It's a phrase both me and the team have avoided. But here we are. Two bad losses and a crucial injury to their best player. On Wednesday night, with 3.44 left and the Blazers down eight in Memphis, Damian Lillard drove to the rim between two defenders, got a shot blocked by Jonas Valanciunas, and came up grabbing his groin. He didn't get back on defense. He played one offensive possession, and then when the ball went the other way, he fouled to get himself out of the game. Soon as he fouled, he walked to the locker room. Not with this staggering, terrible, super injured limp, but with a matter-of-factness, I'm hurt, I need to go to the locker room, this game is over. Or at least it was for him. Turned out to be over for the Blazers, too. Uh, They didn't play particularly well in Memphis. We'll talk about that in the second segment. But we're going to start here talking about Dame's injury. I don't want to take you inside the locker room to the FedEx Forum where Damian Lord spoke to reporters about what happened to his right groin. The team's calling it a strain. He's going to have an MRI on Thursday. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, there might already be some more news on, on, time, on a timeline. But for right now, what we know about Damian Lode is that he has a strained right groin that's going to keep him out of this weekend's All-Star Game festivities, the three-point contest, presumably his rap show on Saturday night that was supposed to happen after the dunk contest and three-point contest and all those things. But here's him talking about that injury. He'll give you all the updates you need to know. I mean, I, I don't think I'm playing in the game, so. I know, actually, I know I ain't playing on Sunday, so. Disappointing for you, Dave? Huh? Is that disappointing for you? I mean, obviously, that's, you know, something that you look forward to, those uh, festivities and having fun. But um, my health is first, and, I mean, I knew. I knew right away like that that wasn't gonna happen. So um, I'll still be there and uh, be a part of it, but I'm I'm not gonna be able to play. So um, hopefully somebody who should have been there that uh, you know didn't make it. But uh, you know, unfortunately, I had to be the fall guy. Uh, but hopefully, you know, Devin Booker or somebody like that will get the spot. Because uh, no three pointer either. Nah, I mean I don't think it really. I don't think it makes sense to try to, you know, uh, force myself to be out there doing stuff just so I cannot miss out on it. Uh, when it, I've been there, I've done it all before, and uh, I'm sure I have more opportunities to do it. But I want to make sure that I'm healthy, so when it, you know the break is over, I'm rested, and I guess have done all I can do to be ready as soon as possible. So just for uh, credit where it's due, most of those questions you heard in the locker room were from Jason Quick of the Athletic. Thanks to him for his always incisive reporting on the team. 
I'm not here to talk about timelines and speculate about when Dame would play and all those things. When we get an when we get results of an MRI and should the Blazers uh, give a update on when Dame, they're not going to say he's out for this long. That's just not how they ride. But if they say Dame will be reevaluated in X number of days or whatever it is, we'll talk about it then. We also don't really need to spend a lot of time talking about what it would mean for the Blazers. This team's not particularly good. Right now, they're, they're relatively they're just thin. They need him to play at a really high level to be really good. Um, they don't have they they have no depth. They have a bunch of other injuries outside of him. Mario Hazonia didn't play, or Nizir Little didn't dress. Neither of them dressed on Wednesday night in Memphis. But obviously, a Damian Lillard injury is it, it it tanks. You know, if he's out for an extended period of time, it tanks their season. We don't need to get into all that. We know. It's obvious. If you've watched this team, you know how important he is. If you've appreciated Dame's season, you know that he's having he's the best point guard in the NBA right now. He's having he's probably a top five MVP candidate despite the Blazers' struggles. That's how good he's been. But this seems like his sort of general brand of optimism. He wasn't he knows that he can't play in the all-star game. I think it makes total sense right away to go ahead and say it. Uh he was going there tomorrow, like he was going to fly there on Thursday, not not go home. Uh, so it it makes sense that uh, it makes sense that he was going to go ahead and make that decision. It also makes sense that he's he was he's sitting out, even if he could sort of sort of play a little bit or potentially play. Um, it just doesn't make sense to to go and be in the exhibition. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he mentioned Devin Booker as a possible replacement. He's probably the obvious one from the West who who deserves it, and good for him. But this is, in a line of bad news for the Blazers, this is more of it. I don't want to go too deep into the specifics on this injury and what it might mean. We will get there when it's appropriate to get there. What I want to talk about, though, in the second segment is what we learned from the Blazers' two-game losing streak to go into the break. They're heading into the All-Star break after dropping two road games against teams that are right there with them in the standings. And what I want to talk about in the second segment is what, if anything, we learned in the Blazers' losses at New Orleans and Memphis. All right, so we talked to Amy Lowe's injury. You heard a little bit from him about what happened. Uh, He knew right away that he was hurt. Uh, there's, we don't have a timeline yet. We'll get there when we have a timeline, but I want to talk about what happened in the basketball court over the last two days. The Blazers went into their final road trip before the all-star break, a mini back-to-back in New Orleans and Memphis, a a pretty important set of games winners of six of eight. They looked like they'd kind of started to figure things out. Like they had kind of started to put stuff together, um, you know, they have a really short rotation. They basically they basically have six, maybe seven when Anthony Simons is healthy. Uh, you know, seven NBA contributors on the roster. You could push that number up a little higher if you're a believer in Nazir Little and Mario Hazonia. But in terms of impact, real, maybe like average to above average NBA players on the roster, they basically have six dudes. So we knew this was thin. But they had kind of figured out how to win with that, how thin that group was. Uh, heading into Tuesday's game in New Orleans, they had had six guys in double figures three times in the last 12 games, something they had basically done twice in six weeks prior to that. 
Trevor Ariza has started to make this team make sense. Uh, his just ability to not be to not be a negative and occasionally be a major positive on the wing had really kind of shored things up for the Blazers. Then they went into New Orleans and got absolutely shelled in the third quarter. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, and I, many of you have, I don't really do game recaps. I'm not going to go through game by game and what happened. I kind of want to look big picture. I'd rather zoom out. But uh, for the sake of that discussion, I will zoom in a little bit and give you brief re- recappy type things. So uh, if you think this is a recap and you've been pining for me to do it all year, you're welcome. Here it is. Blazers were in that game in New Orleans. Playing pretty well, rolling along, uh, dealing with... New Orleans just wants to run and run and run and space the floor, get a ton of shots up. They don't want to play any defense either. It's just, uh, can you beat them in a track meet? And in the third quarter, in a blink of an eye, the Pelicans stretched the game open. Made the two-point lead for the Blazers disappear and got up by 20. And with eight minutes left... Terry Stotts waved the white flag. That is very early in the Stotts world to put in the Moses Brown and Jalen Horde and say, we're cool, we'll try again tomorrow. And the Blazers did. What happened the next night in Memphis was the Blazers, in my opinion, played one of their worst games of the year. Not... So much that, like, the Blazers played terrible and that's why they lost. Like, I think they lost to Memphis because Memphis is better than they are right now. They just have more, more better players. Uh, Blazers don't have someone to guard John Morant. They had no one who could handle Brandon Clark. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas just absolutely outplayed Hassan Whiteside all night. I thought this was what I thought this was a regression game for Whiteside. He had been really good over the last month, and whether this was just fatigue or or mental fatigue heading into the All Star break and needing time, that is a normal thing that happens to NBA guys. He just wasn't. He did not look good in this game. I thought Dame before he got hurt was horrific defensively in Memphis. Like I think I think this is one of Dame's worst effort wise games uh, defensively that he's had in a long time. And listen, they're tired. Dame leads the NBA in minutes. Second night of a back-to-back. He's been going nuts the last month. They, Like I mentioned, they have just a short bench. And Memphis basically held the Blazers, did the little stiff arm thing, held them while the Blazers swung punches that didn't quite connect with their body, and held a double-digit lead. And every time the Blazers got close... Memphis made a little run, threw an alley-oop to Brandon Clark, and it was a 10-point game again. But I think what this these two games showed us are that the Blazers still have real weaknesses on defense. The defense is still really bad. Over the last 10 games, the Blazers have an elite offense. They're second in the NBA over the last in the last 10 games. That's including New Orleans and Memphis in those 10 games. Second in the NBA in offensive rating in the last 10. But during that same stretch, they're 26th in defense. They've kind of reached their peak of how good they can be on offense. It's starting to make sense. The offense is just, it's really clicking. CJ McCollum is struggling a little with his pull-ups, but he's making every catch-and-shoot jumper, close to 50% of his catch-and-shoot threes. Gary Trent Jr. has emerged as a bona fide NBA scorer. Uh, Hassan Whiteside has kind of dialed in what he needs to do to be a pick-and-roll threat. Damian Lillard is the best point guard in the league. Outside of a really awful game in, actually, Melo didn't play particularly well in either of these games, but a really bad one in Memphis where he was 1 of 15. Uh, 
he's he does what he does in isolation and they use him sparingly to say go attack this mismatch trevor ariza attacks gaps on the wing and makes enough three-pointers to be really viable they they're they've kind of figured it out they're an absolutely elite offense over the last 10 games they kind of looked like they had it going but they're 26th in defense over that stretch and i feel like that That really was hammered home in these two games. The other thing that's hammered home is just the fragility of this roster. They just don't have enough guys that can help. Like, I just listed all the guys that can help on offense. That's pretty much the list of guys who can help, right? Like, that's it. That's the whole list. It's six six guys. And had a really nice game in Memphis, uh, Embry Simons. Uh, so, you know, maybe he, he gets it going. But he, we haven't seen him consistently be an NBA scorer yet. Hard for me to hold that against him. He's 20 years old. Caleb Swanigan does a lot of hustle things. He also has stone hands. Like, they're just, I mean, duh. The roster is fragile. The roster has tons of injuries. You know. But I think these two games really hammered home the point. And more than it is, they just don't have, like, they only have these six dudes. For me, I, I feel like the thing that the the thinness of the roster really that stands out is that they just don't have another option. Like, okay, Carmelo Anthony can't guard Zion Williamson. Okay, neither can Trevor Ariza. Okay, there's no one else on the bench who you can even consider. There isn't like a, hey, let's give this dude a shot. You you literally can't put anyone else in the game. Or, man, CJ and Hassan Whiteside are having a lot of trouble guarding this John Morant pick and roll. What do you do You if you, when, if you put... Trevor on the ball, then you are putting CJ or Dame on Kyle Anderson or Brandon Clark, or you're putting them on Brandon Ingram, or you're putting them on just, they just, they don't have enough versatility to, to solve problems that other teams throw at them. When they get a matchup that they can fit and they can handle, they've, they have a core group that can make, get stuff done. And I think they really found a balance with that core group, but they just don't have the versatility because they don't have the depth to be versatile. And more than anything, what these games hammered home is that the Blazers really need Damian Lillard to be awesome. Not just good. They don't need him to be just good. They don't need him to score 28 and dish out 10 assists. They need him to be awesome. Like 40 points per game, awesome. That's what I want to talk about in the third segment. There's 26 games left in the regular season. Can Dame get healthy and bring this team back to where they think they should be? I'll let you hear what he thinks. All right, still locked on Blazers, still Mike Richmond, still pass first point guard. We're still talking Blazers at the All-Star break. I thought this was going to be a more positive show. Uh, I had lined out some more positive notes heading into this game in Memphis, but you know it doesn't always work that way, folks. So, the Blazers have 26 games left in the regular season. With the loss in Memphis, they're now four games back of the eighth seed, five games back in the loss column. If you're looking for good news, it's that the Blazers play the Grizzlies two more times, both at the Moda Center, March 12th and April 5th. That April 5th game could be a really big one, the, like the final week of the regular season. But the Blazers also find themselves 
pretty close to the teams behind him. San Antonio and New Orleans are just a game back as we head into the All-Star break, and the Blazers are 0-3 against New Orleans this season. The Pelicans catch him, they've got the tiebreak. And the Pelicans look a lot better with Zion Williamson in tow. If you're looking for good news, it's that 15 of the Blazers' final 26 games are at home, 11 are on the road, and most of their road games are against kind of low-level teams. They've got a, a tough road trip, but it's not uh, It's not a – in March they, they go on a six-gamer. But it, it, it's, it'll be a long time away from home, a long time on the road. It will be a very challenging one, but it is against top-tier teams. It's against a bunch of bad teams. You got winnable games. They have a schedule that that softens up a little bit. But there's also a reality facing this team. And to me, that reality is that Damian Lillard is maybe hurt. We don't know. But they need him. And they need him to be at the absolute height of his powers. And to hear him tell it, he can get back there. I want to play you a little more audio from the locker room in Memphis. You're going to hear questions from Jason Quick of The Athletic, Jamie Goldberg of The Oregonian. And Dame is going to tell reporters there what these games meant to him and kind of his mindset heading down the stretch of the season. Dame, just mentally, what these two games that you guys lost, what does that do for you from a mental standpoint? I mean, it's not what we wanted uh, going into the break, obviously, but um, we got a lot of games left, and you know the, the door is still open. So I think the easy thing to do is feel like because of how great of opportunity this was, that you know is the end of the world, but it's not. Uh, it would have been a great, great two wins or even a split, but um, now we just got to be even better uh, post All Star break, and you know after this break is over, it's on. Is there some optimism knowing that you guys will have, you know, more home games? You'll maybe get beating Nurk or Zach back, and um, that you'll have a chance to win. It's far from over. Believe that. It's far from over. I know you don't like to make things about yourself. When this team was at its best, it was starting to roll. They were averaging 40 yeah. points. Is there a feeling that you're going to have to elevate yourself to that level again for this team to get back to that level? If that's what it takes, if that's what it takes, I'm, I'm with it. And I know I can. You know, I know people, a lot of people talked about, oh, he's on the run right now and all these things, but don't think that it, don't think that it's, it, it can be over right now. I will say that. Don't think that that was just it. You're right. Just the, the stretch of games that I had. I mean, it was, I mean, 10, 12 games. And um, teams been giving me more attention, and I kind of have, you know, backed off and tried to go back to making the right plays because of the amount of attention I've been getting. But it's a, it's a long way to go. We got a lot of home games. We got a lot of winnable games. And um, just know that I'm not, I'm not going to go away. So... Does this give you some worry, though? You're growing. No. I mean, when it happened, I just felt it. I knew it was. Um, I knew I pulled it, and um, it made no sense to be out there for the last few minutes of the game uh, and risk, you know, trying to play through it and making it worse. But I walked off the court just fine, even though it was like a little bit painful. 
I came in and it was strong when they was like making me go against resistance and stuff like that. It was strong. It wasn't like weak and I couldn't do stuff. Um, and that was all I needed to, to know. You know, that's why I walked off and we did some exercises and stuff just to see that it was still strong and it was. So, I mean, now I know what I need to do for the next week and, you know, try to have myself ready for when we go. You know, almost having perfect timing. So, you know, we'll see. So in your mind, you'll be back for normal. Yeah. Only Damian Lillard would call an injury with 26 games left in the regular season. Perfect timing. The man is a relentless optimist. He's also a strong believer that the stretch where he averaged 45 points and 10 assists a game a couple weeks ago is a level that he can get back to. Like he told Jason there, whatever it takes. So if you are looking for optimism, if you are looking for a rosy end, I'll give it to you. It is unwise, generally, to bet against Damian Lillard. He is relentlessly optimistic and has a pretty surprising track record when it comes to cashing in on his claims. So if you trust Dame, trust him right now. Trust him to get healthy and get back to best player in the game levels and get the Blazers where they want to go. If you've ever trusted Damian Lillard, be no reason to quit now. It's a great time to keep believing. That's going to do it for the show. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can get wherever they already get podcasts. Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, it's there. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.